to the RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is... John Van Trieste. And the destination... 1100 years before the present. In 2012, work on a highway in northeastern Taiwan led to a discovery. There, near a worksite, were the remains of an ancient village inhabited over a thousand years ago. Excavations began, and archaeologists assembled a picture of a sophisticated people linked into a trading network that reached beyond Taiwan's shores. The village is called the Hanbun site in Chinese, but it is also known as Bulihun, a traditional name for the surrounding area that means doorway in the indigenous Atayal language. This year, artifacts unearthed from the site are the focus of an exhibit called Bulihun, Recovered, Reconstructed, Reappeared. The exhibit is housed at the Lanyang Museum, a major museum also in northeastern Taiwan that focuses on local history and ecology. Here to walk us through the site, as well as through the exhibit, is Zhu Zhengyi, an archaeologist who worked extensively at Bulihun. Mr. Zhu says the Bulihun site, or at least its first cultural layer, was occupied between 1700 and 1100 years ago. Since the name Bulihun comes from the Atayal language, can we assume an Atayal connection? No, he says. The Atayal only began migrating to the area around 200 to 300 years ago, making them relative latecomers. What the people who lived here would have called their home is unknown. If there's no Atayal connection, are there other modern people the Bulihun site can be connected with? In Mr. Zhu's view, there are two answers. He says the people of Bulihun are likely connected to the Katagalan, an indigenous group that could be found across northern Taiwan. He also believes the people of Bulihun are related to the Kavalan people, the original people of this area though as a branch on a common tree rather than as direct ancestors. Which of Taiwan's many prehistoric cultures does this site fit into? Mr. Zhu says the Shirsanhang culture, a culture that finds from later sites show, is connected as a whole to the Katagalan people. This culture's most famous attribute is its metalworking skill, something that can be seen in the objects dug up at Bulihun. These were people who knew their way around iron and gold, and worked them, especially iron, in big quantities. There was plenty of iron and gold to go around, washed out from loads in the mountains to the sandy riversides where the sites of this culture are often found. The culture also had pottery decorated with complex markings. Most tantalizing of all are clear signs that these were people with international trade connections. Copper, agate, and glass 
products not found in Taiwan appear at this culture sites, including at Bulihun. These could only have been imported, perhaps from southern China or Vietnam. Mr. Zhu cautions that in the case of Bulihun, these trade links might not have been direct. Some middleman elsewhere on Taiwan might have bartered with visitors from across the sea and traded on some of what they got, circulating these exotic goods to other parts of Taiwan. However the objects got here, whether by direct or indirect trade, they likely came by sea. The overland route to Bulihun, covered by the highway today, was difficult to pass through then, and it still is. Mr. Zhu says one of the big challenges of excavating the site was the difficulty of getting people and equipment there. However these foreign goods got here, one thing that is clear is that the people living at the Bulihun site refashioned them, creating new objects more suited to their own tastes. Craftsmen took objects of copper and glass that came in, melted them down, and remade them into items with a local design. Both examples of original trade goods and of new objects refashioned from them are on display at the exhibit. What do the objects found at the site say about daily life in this area? The picture as Mr. Zhu describes it seems comprehensive. We know what kind of houses they lived in, and we know a lot about their diet. He says there aren't signs of intensive agriculture, but there was lots of hunting and fishing. From swordfish to tuna, whales and sharks, and from pigs and deer to bears, they seem to have eaten everything they could catch. We can also see where all of their melting and smelting took place, thanks to the excavated remains of stoves or furnaces. Excavations have also revealed that the people who lived here sometimes faced disaster. Mr. Zhu says that the Bulihun site has two or three cultural layers, broken up at points by huge stones and fields of debris. Landslides, still common in Taiwan's mountains today, buried everything. Mr. Zhu says this is another special feature of the Bulihun site. All of this debris made excavating the village especially difficult, but at the same time, the burials have kept the cultural layers well preserved. What was life really like in the village? This is one of the questions the exhibit sets out to answer, not just in words, but through sensory experience. A section of the dig site has been reconstructed for the exhibit. It's empty, covered in stones, and with a layout mimicking the real site. People can wander around freely here, exploring what the excavated site looks like today. But they can also put on special glasses and see a reconstruction of what the site might have looked like over a thousand years ago. These scenes are presented through the medium of mixed reality. You can still see the real world around you, including the stones on the ground. But layered on top of this is an imagined scene of ancient daily life. There's a stream and a thatched house you can enter. 
animated people around you go on with their daily activities, walking around, grinding oyster shells, and returning from a successful bear hunt with their quarry. When you put on the mixed reality glasses, you become part of the scene too. With hand movements, you can manipulate virtual objects like an oyster shell and an animal skull. This mix of real and virtual allows for a suggestion of what the village looked like and how and where objects found there might have been used. But the real-world mock-up of the site is still visible, showing the basis for all this reconstruction and keeping the imaginary from taking over. The Bulihun site will continue to enrich our picture of prehistoric life in this corner of Taiwan. So, what does the future hold for the site now? Mr. Zhu says that excavations around the highway work area are complete. The main mission now will be keeping the site intact, ensuring that it is not disturbed. Another important part of preservation work will involve the artifacts themselves. Mr. Zhu says these artifacts must be cared for and exhibited to the public to create an appreciation for the Bulihun site. Several years after excavations began, this exhibit is the first step in doing that. You can catch Bulihun recovered, reconstructed, reappeared at the Lanyang Museum in Ilan County through November 21st. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time.